The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with benefits like four times membership reward points that adapt to your top two eligible spending categories each month on up to $150,000 in purchases each year and up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. The MX Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash Business Gold Card. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court, they already did their thing. So I stopped that, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Y'all have any wild championship parade stories? Nah, I wanted to San Antonio. You know, everything that was dull. We on boats riding through the river walk. It was, oh, yeah. Shit. yeah, but what I did the After. night we won it, yeah, yeah, I was a rock star. I think I had my uniform on for three days. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, that's another story. Welcome back to What's Burning. The season's winding down. I think we got three episodes of What's Burning left uh, for the season, Jack. A couple more All the Smoke episodes. We hope you guys have enjoyed season one of What's Burning and season two of All the Smoke. But let's get to what's going on. Today we're going to talk about potential free agent movement and trades this upcoming offseason. So we're going to talk about a few players that are on the radar right now, starting with John Collins had a really solid year for Atlanta this year. 14 points, 9 rebounds, 54% from the field, 35% from the three, 83% from the free throw line. Has a lot of teams interested in him. I didn't know he turned down a $90 million extension at the beginning of the season, so he must have known he was going to come out and do his thing. Yeah, I mean, you know how we look at it. You you get what you negotiate, but I don't think teams see him as a $100 million player. By him opting out, I think that was a mistake in my opinion. Um, he had, Even though they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, I still don't think teams are going to give him the max of what he's looking for, and that's why he turned the deal down. But he's going to get great money. I just hope he's happy with the, with the outcome of, uh, of this offseason. See, I think a little different. I think normally anytime you hear turning down that kind of money, Schroeder turned it down and ended up biting him in his ass. I think he played to his potential here. And, 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 and like you said, he was one of the main contributing factors to this team making a, an Eastern Conference True. final run. So no one thought they were going to go that far. And I think obviously a lot of it had to do with him. So played really well in the playoffs. Obviously there's some teams interested in Miami, Dallas, San Antonio, uh, Minnesota, to name a few. But I think he's an important cornerstone for this Atlanta team. So I see this Atlanta team paying him what he deserves. So whether San Antonio, that's 90. For sure I ain't going to give him that. No. They don't, they don't do stuff like that. <laughs> they don't that. do stuff like that over there. But I think Atlanta will. Like I said, I think they understand how important he is to that team, a, a, a young, up-and-coming player. So we definitely hope uh, he gets his money and, yep. and he stays in Atlanta. Thanks. Next up, we have Lonzo Ball, um, someone who I think is finally coming into his own. We both agreed I think leaving the Lakers was the best thing for his career, um, for him to really kind of start developing out on his own. This past season, uh, 
nearly 15 points a game and shot 30, almost 38% from the three-point line, which are, uh, you know, steady improvements. A restricted free agent. And what we're hearing now is Pelicans are most likely not to match offer sheets uh, from teams. Uh, two teams that are kind of leading that charge right now are the Bulls and Clippers. What do you think about Lonzo and, and where he may end up? I like the Bulls because you get to move Zach Levine to the two-guard and he won't have to play point at all. Mm -hmm. Lonzo is one of the best passers, defenders, and he don't take he don't he don't take up a lot of uh, ball space in the offense. You know he, no point intended with his name, but he's one of those guys that can fit in almost anywhere. And I think what he'll bring to the Bulls, that's the look I like. Um, I think he'll give other guys a chance to be better, as, like, like like Zach Levine as a scorer, another another big man as well. I like I like the Bulls. I like the Clippers too. You know, I think that he he's definitely a playmaker. Uh, someone that gets the ball out of his hands fast in transition. Great off the pick and roll. Mm -hmm. Just a great overall vision. Someone that can run that team. Obviously, Rondo's getting a little bit older. Uh, bad news about Kawhi. I think he's going to have to have a minor surgery on his knee, so they're not sure what he what what his standing is for next year. But you know, Lonzo to me can fit in in, in several different places. Um, again, I I like the fact that he's starting to come into his own. Um, if New Orleans doesn't see value in him, I know someone else will, and I'm sure he'll land on his feet and continuing to rise because I think this kid has, you know, has the potential to be an all-star. Kawhi's on his way back. He had the surgery, and he it was it. successful, yep. So he's, he's starting recovery now. But I like what you said. Lonzo with the Clippers, that is a good look. Yeah. Next up, Colin Sexton had a career year, uh, 24 points a game, nearly five uh, assists, 47% from the field, 37% from the free throw or three-point line. Someone who's up for a rookie extension, but everything we're hearing is Cleveland is looking – to move him um thoughts on this young player and where he may land the knicks are really interested in him um we'll have to see yeah um, he's definitely a nba player um he's definitely uh somebody that can help a lot of teams but i know a lot of guys who had good years on shitty teams you know what i mean it's, it's, it's not it's not that hard to put up stats when the rest of the team is not really engaged into the season, and, and you know, you're not looking forward to playing in the postseason or nothing like that. They made a lot of trades this year. They had a lot going on with Drummond, so that team wasn't looking forward to making the playoffs anyway. So he had a great numbers, but just just season really tells me you have to have those numbers on a, on a better team when you're making the playoffs. But the kid is talented. I uh, hope he get his money. Yeah, I just to me, I wonder what you know what kind of player he is and where he fits into like a real system mm -hmm. on a, on a team that you know has playoff aspirations. You know, he's somewhat of a wild card. I love his energy, love his aggression, love the way he plays. But does that fit into a winning team? Right. You know, I and I agree. Sometimes numbers can be misleading. You know, having great numbers on a, on a terrible team that has no direction. So, again, he's up. He's definitely going to get his money. We we'll have to see where he lands. Ching. Last but not least, Ben Simmons. Um, someone I've been very high on, but, you know, I think their fan base was disappointed the way their season ended, the way he particularly played, and Doc Rivers came out and clearly said he doesn't know if Ben Simmons is a point guard on a winning team. So that set this train in motion. You know, they're listening to trades now. And, you know, to me, someone who's making a lot of money, Way more than uh, an all-star, I just think his whole thing is mental. It's a whole psychological roadblock I think he has because I've seen this kid play in the summer pull up jumpers three-pointers mid-range and it's it's second nature you know and then the lights come on and it's just I think he has a mental block so I really like Ben Simmons I think obviously his numbers are down I think he's 12 points nine assists eight rebounds um but only 34 percent from the free throw line and that's you know I've never seen a guard they hack a shacked a point guard 
and I've never seen that in this league. So, to me, I think his whole thing is psychological. Uh, maybe he needs a fresh start out of Philly. I would love to see him with someone like the Warriors. I think you load him up with a bunch of shooters around. He plays both sides of the ball. Imagine him with Stephen Clay mm -hmm. on both sides. Um, you know, so that would be something interesting to watch. But uh, what are your thoughts on Ben Simmons? Uh, it's definitely mental. Uh, you can't make it to the to the level of being an NBA player, being one of the best in the world, being an all-star, not have confidence in your shot or not even attempting to shoot. That's something I would never understand. But also, I think he was handicapped from the jump. You know, having a coach, uh, Brett Brown, that was from Australia, that knows him, that coached him before, he didn't, he didn't push him to get better. He just accepted him for what he was. And it's hurt him now. And um, it's going to be hard for him to play point guard on any team and not work on his jump shot, not even the attempt shot. So where he goes, if he gets traded, it, it really matters his position. Because as you see, he's not an NBA point guard. And he's definitely not a point guard that can play with a dominant big man like Embiid. So where he, where he goes is definitely going to be important to his game. I think the biggest thing, too, is it's not even so much him. I mean, obviously, everyone is working on the shot every scene. It's not so much work. It's just shooting it. Right. You have to shoot it, right. period. You, right. have, they, you have to hold the, the, the defense responsible for at least, you know, checking you when the ball is swung. And like I said, I think that's that whole mental block. So I hope more than anything, because to me, this is not really about his game. It's about his mental. And, and you know, and, and, and that, kind of, that, that side of it is tough. But wish him the best. I'm sure he's going to help whatever team he goes to if he ends up leaving Philly. You can't be a point guard shooting 34% from the free throw line, though. That's just not human. It's irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. Now we're off on our favorite segment, fan questions. Jack, you go first. First fan question, Chink, Chinky underscore Ann, who is the most underrated player in today's finals? I'm going to go with Bobby Portis. Mm. I think Bobby Portis was a late pickup by Milwaukee. Uh, he's been instrumental in their game three win, but throughout the playoffs he's played well, and he gives them that toughness and edge that I think that team needs. So look for him to you know continue to play well the rest of the finals and, and get a nice little payday in this offseason. I'm going to go with Chris Middleton. Uh, a lot of times he is the best player in, on that team at nights. He's not the most dominant. Giannis is always the most dominant. But Chris Middleton is, is the best player on that team a lot of nights. Even when Giannis went down, he showed that. So I think he, even though he's an all-star now, I think he's still underrated. Ralph312, what's the funniest moment y'all had during the NBA Finals Series? Uh, I don't know because 2003 was a long, a long time, time ago, ago, and I smoked bro. a lot of weed back then. When up up until now, so I don't, I can't remember, bro. Uh, mine was 2017, but I was injured, so there wasn't really too much funny about it. Right. Um, I probably say the best time was the, you know my kids got to experience and travel with us and meet the team and hang out and do all that kind of stuff. But um, as far as funny, I mean, I just think you know the locker room. You always keep the energy light, the atmosphere light, and when it's time to go to war, you go to war. Ain't shit funny when you're trying to win the championship. Ain't shit funny at all. Next question: A J underscore Caesar underscore twenty two. Who's the Finals MVP in your eyes at this point? At this point, I have Chris Paul representing the Phoenix Suns, and if Milwaukee uh, pulls it out, I got Giannis. Giannis has been on the mission. Uh, this is always something we questioned. You know, on the biggest stage, which is the finals, can honestly answer the, uh, answer the bell, and he's been doing that. And uh, just for me, for, happy to see CP doing his thing, leading this young team to the finals. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't deny neither one of those. Chris Paul is definitely leader that team. Uh, he's carrying that team. Giannis has been dominant back-to-back 40-point games, so you got to give it to him. Where would you rank CP3 among all-time point guards if he wins a ring? Good question. Uh, top five for sure. 
He'll he'll be top five. Um, he's been dominant for a long time. He's a proven winner. Everybody that played the game loves CP. Loves the way he played, approached the game his whole career. We look at things a little different than people that never played. So in my mind, CP would definitely go down as top five. Agree. I think this ring, you know, solidifies his top five ranking. He's always been someone who's had bad luck when it comes to the playoffs, but when he's been healthy, he's always put up numbers. He's made every team he's gone to better. And again, we couldn't be happier for what he's doing for this young Phoenix Suns team. Next fan question, James Skinniger. Do elite-level athletes still get nervous before big games like the NBA playoffs? Um, I think everybody is different. Uh, you know, I was never someone who was nervous. I would get more anxious and excited. You know, I just wanted to get out there and play. Some guys get nervous, but, you know, I think for the most part, guys handle it well once you get to this level. I may love depression. I said that back in the day, so I didn't get nervous. I was ready to hoop. This is what I've been doing my whole life. I had been shot at, so that wasn't bad. Playing basketball wasn't nothing to me. Did you ever get pressure pregnant? No. Mm -mm. Pulled out every time? Nah, I didn't. I definitely wasn't that. I have a terrible track record of pulling out. (laughs) I feel you. (laughs) (laughs) Don't check me, 93. Y'all have any wild championship parade stories? Anything like the TB12 trophy toss? Nah, I wanted in San Antonio. You know, everything that was dull. We on boats riding through the uh, river walk. It was, boy, yeah, shit. yeah, but what I did the After. night we won it, yeah, yeah, I was a rock star. I think I had my uniform on for three days. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, that's another story. Parade stories, nah, we got, I mean, we, you know, we rode through the, through the town. It was dope to be able to give that back to the city. We drank a lot and just enjoyed ourselves, but nothing really too uh, wild, to be honest with you. At Nordine.2, three years, three different champions. How long before the next dynasty team? I don't know if we're going to run back into a dynasty for a while. I think now we're down more to, I, I think the Nets could possibly be a dynasty mm-hmm. if they can stay healthy. Um, but, but outside of that, to me, I, to, for a dynasty, you need that third superstar. And there's only one team that has three superstars. So outside of that, if the Nets can stay healthy, they have a chance to have a, a, a small three-year run possibly. But outside of that, I don't see anyone else really. Uh, but I also like the fact that there it's, it's new fresh blood coming in and out of the finals now, which I think is great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I think Brooklyn could be the next team. But I also, I'm going to go out and jump out there. If Dame goes to any one of these teams that have two stars already, we can see a dynasty as well. So, we'll see. Agree. TM Chamek, who is the most important behind-the-scenes person on an NBA team for players? For me, it was the ball boys. The ball boys, they don't get enough uh, recognition. I think what they do as far as getting food, having everything – uh, for you and after the game, you know, making sure tickets right. I think the ball boys are real important. They don't get enough love. That's why y'all be hearing uh, ball boy pimping. Ball boy pimping coming soon. Coming soon. We've been telling you it's been coming soon. We've been sitting on it. Yep. Um, behind the scenes, I mean, to me, there's so many different people that help. From trainers to ball boys are very important. Uh, the ticket ladies, mm-hmm. you know, they're very important to our ticket guys that take care of our tickets. So we don't have to stress out about that shit. There's a lot of stuff that comes our ways. That so anyone that can help alleviate some of the bullshit when we're trying to focus on the game is uh is important that's a good question next fan question army vet joe tim duncan and david robinson how hard was it to score on them i'm gonna ask you well you play with both of them you got a championship on robinson's last year yeah they they definitely did a great job of playing off each other and uh protected the paint especially on defense i remember you know i seen a number of games where Tim had double digits and blocks. Even mm-hmm. game six in the finals, he had a quadruple-double with 10 blocks. So mm-hmm. they were just – they used their size to the to the, to the T, 
and uh, they cover for each other. And that's why they were called the Twin Towers because you get past one of them, you got to go to, you got to try to get over another tower, man. That's I'm well, just plus happy. Plus, I had to get past your hacking ass first. Yeah, I was gonna file them too, right. and, uh, and then let Tim and Dave block the shot. But just yeah. being able to be a part of that dynasty and to uh, to say I was a part of David Champ, uh, David Robinson getting the championship his last year, Tim Duncan and David were the best. We hope you guys enjoyed that edition of What's Burning. You can catch this every week on Showtime Basketball YouTube. And on Twitter and Instagram at Show Basketball. Peace. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.